0: I haven't tried it. I just noticed one day on the shelves that there was lemon and limoncello. And then, like, a month or two later, there was no more lemon, just limoncello. It's It's not not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate,
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where
0: we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And this week we're looking at the Disney Plus Summer Movie Selection, Mike. Ooh, fun. Yeah, that's a big chunk of our notes down here. We'll talk about what they're adding for the summer movies. Uh, We're also going to be breaking down some upcoming DC movie rumors. Mm. Ooh, Mike's I love favorite. Rumors. This is Mike's favorite part of the show. Is where <laughs> we get this. We get to jive a little bit on these
0: rumors here. Uh, we're gonna catch you at the Walmart parking lot
1: <laughs> and more. I'm gonna tell you about this one later. This is this yeah, is, but.
0: You won't one. catch Chris coming out of Walmart uh, no. with any chocolate or no. peanut butter for his wife, because if you didn't know this, a fun little fact about uh, our, our fearless leader here is Chris is not a big fan of chocolate, and uh, his wife is not a big fan of peanut butter, so you'll never see a Reese's Cup inside their house, it sounds like. Yeah,
1: you can uh, occasionally, they'll slip in, someone will throw it in like a little other bag of mixed goods or something like that, but like we're not actively going out and buying them, and... <laughs> um that's that's yeah you know, we always talk about uh, someone did recommend I got to say Mike uh a listener of the show uh, Adam he suggested that we need a theme song uh for whenever we start talking about candies and food sections like a oh. like a kind of a you know let's all go to the the lobby kind of theme song. Ooh, yet. like a
0: jingle. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love a I'd love a quarantine stream jingle and then also yes like a snack jingle. Uh-huh. Um uh, we need Mike's anime corner jingle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that we one... need a st- we need like a heavy metal steamed broccoli jingle. <laughs>
1: Very angry, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> we should uh we should reach out to our uh reach out to the fiverr community because um, uh that's cheap and you get uh mixed results which is always yeah. fun. well and here's the best part it's only
1: like uh like what three to five seconds of a of a show anyway so it's not like it matters at the end of the day oh, This is yeah. fun but I'm, but i like the idea and that's that's what i talked about you know like we're, we're talking movies and tv news and like those old jingles where people are like you know go to the lobby and get some candy kind of stuff i'm like that'd be yes. nice in I'm, here
0: that's how you plus up an audio production mm-hmm. so you need jingles chris
1: that's right jingles jingles jingle, jingles <laughs> Uh, but also, you might. I'm finally going to Walmart, Mike, because again, I, I don't. I, I've been suffering from food poisoning all day, so hopefully, I can Ooh. make it to this show. So I'm just going to yes. be like sitting here, kind of just taking it easy a little bit, if you will. Um, the Fourth of July was a good. It was a happy Fourth of July, everyone. It was a good time. I had a good time letting off some fireworks yesterday,
0: Mike, um, and, and uh, playing some games and hanging out. So, yeah, did you have my a- wife? My my wife uh, read a news headline to me this morning when we woke up that said uh, Los Los Angeles, officially the worst air quality either. I don't know if it was on the planet or at least within like North America, because if you're unaware, Los Angeles has a tradition of the entire city, Mm -hmm. whether you have a yard, an apartment or just a piece of concrete is shooting off fireworks over uh, the entire city there's usually really awesome like aerial shots and time lapses that get produced on the night of the 4th of July uh, where you can just see fireworks going off across the entire city which I think is, is actually really really cool but I I never realized it would just destroy the air quality uh, so uh, we, we've decided to stay inside today uh, much like we did uh, much like we did yesterday uh, because like uh, like we're still in a p- pandemic so, yep. uh, I, I played a lot of video games, uh, yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. And then that's the other thing. Like I've been trying to play this weekend as well and do some other stuff inside. Cause, um, temperatures here are getting in the mid nineties before humidity. And, um, that's how you know you're in summer, Mike. Uh, it's July
0: it's hot and fireworks are going off all around. you. Um, so you make these crucial decisions of just like the sun's out, but it's also ungodly hot, so I'm gonna stay inside and enjoy my in- my interior.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, uh, I'm planning on taking a trip to um, an isolated part of Florida at the end of the month, Mike. This is not like a uh-huh. public going. This is not. I'm not going out to people. This is just to get away from town and work. Well, because uh-huh. everything's kicking back up regular at work. I'm like, I need to take a break because if I don't use my vacation time i'm gonna be fighting with people for it in december like always so i'm like i'm mm-hmm. just gonna to try to go away this isn't like one of the like i know florida is like very dangerous to me and i don't want to be around people like i just you know when you need to go like it's like camping but like in like an airbnb
0: fully a fully aware yes you yeah. just gotta escape to a similar type of surrounding but just in a different location yeah
1: exactly so different weather so you, you feel like you're refreshed when you come back you like oh, i can't wait to go home um but uh I figure I was. Gonna, oh, I've been trying to um get my uh, pale skin up a little bit, uh, used to the sun for down there. So when you talked about you know uh, it's the sun's out, you want to avoid it really the hot. I've been trying to sit out like 10 minutes a day, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this when I get to get to <laughs> Florida just to, to do it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, Mike, you've been streaming some stuff. I've been watching Ooh. some stuff. We've been playing games. We got stuff on this list. It's not as big as last week, but it's 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 a start, Mike. And this first movie on your list, I don't know anything about. I just saw it on like a review site one day, and I need to know what it is. Oh,
0: this 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 movie is popping off right now because, uh, much like most things on Netflix, uh, the day that they're added. Uh, usually they become popular, which will actually be a little bit of a, a segue into my second topic as well. But uh, topping off the quarantine stream here is uh, the Eurovision Song Contest: colon, the Story of Fire Saga. So, if, if you're unfamiliar with what Eurovision is as a concept, is it's a like a a European-based um, song contest, uh, not like American Idol here in the states. You know that also expanded uh, globally but american idol is about contestants proving that they can sing any song to kind of get a record label mm-hmm. uh contract uh, the eurovision song contest is about representatives from different european countries uh kind of whittling it down to the to the number one contestants in each region and then going to like this final where they play one song so it's about proving which country can make the best song which actually now that i say it out loud it sounds a lot like that rick and morty episode of show me what you got oh, yeah, it's very that se- yeah yeah that's basically what Eurovision is, but on like a European scale, not like a global galaxy planet-based skill. So think about that. Um, So this is a real thing that most Americans, including myself, don't know much about because it all happens in Europe. I I know that there's some like Brit heads that, you know, will watch this every year. But, you know, obviously it's a different time zone. You got to keep up with it. I don't even know how to technically watch it. But anyway, it's a big deal, much like soccer slash football in other countries. Uh, So uh, Will Ferrell and his production company uh, made a film about it where Will Ferrell and Amy Adams play a couple from um, Sweden. Um, yeah, Sweden. No, Norway. I don't remember one of those Nordic countries. I've already forgotten, uh, but they the, they play this musical duo that's basically trying to win the Eurovision Song Contest, and hilarity ensues. And I have to say, I went into it very, uh, very cautious because Will Ferrell has been very hit and miss uh, over the years. You know, he his <laughs> his quality of films and his quality of performances. Uh, you never know mm-hmm. what you're gonna get. Right. So I have to say, I was very happy that this film kind of had. A, a subtlety to the humor, but also very clever characters, extremely catchy songs, and just overall I really loved it. I was actually really surprised and shocked. There's really funny gags that run throughout the film, so I would very uh, highly recommend Eurovision Song Contest. Um, I was actually very surprised when I looked up the movie after we watched it that the, you know, the, the critical reviews weren't as positive as I thought they would be. I think it's still technically fresh. On Rotten Tomato And you know Usually comedies Have a little bit Of a harder time Getting a uh, broader approval But uh, I thought This was really funny uh, I had some other friends That watched it A day or two later That also really liked it So uh, I think this is a, An awesome film And it's it's great To finally see Like something Very uh, highly produced Land on Netflix uh, that's an original that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I, it seems like they actually filmed over there. Uh, you know, it's not like they're just trying to make Atlanta look like Ireland or something like that. So uh, go check out Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's in it, Chris. I know you've been watching a uh, lot of his uh, films lately, at the, uh, we mission, will. the James Bond movies. So he has a great performance. He has like this kind of nice little monologue speech near the end of the movie that I actually thought was actually pretty powerful so uh Eurovision Song Contest Chris
1: yeah so I'm pulling up here so my thing is with it because um you said uh Amy Adams you met Rachel McAdams didn't you
0: yes yes yeah, sorry
1: no sorry. because I was thinking that like you know this is one of those things we, we're not getting a lot of movies and shows right now um mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out when this was um made uh so we can because I'm like how do they make a movie that's well, released in the middle of this kind of thing when, it, when like <laughs> well, comedies like this are usually I, turned around quickly
0: i believe this was a i believe it still came out around the time it was supposed to come out because i believe the eurovision song contest is summer based yeah so i think this was supposed to be kind of synergizing with the eurovision contest that obviously did not happen this year so i suppose they could have delayed it maybe a year but also netflix is just like well we need content so they put it Uh, out anyway well um it
1: was supposed to be may when the the contest came out so uh, the movie was supposed to be may uh as well gotcha so it was Um, a little bit of it yeah so it looks like it was i'm just trying to figure out like the production schedule so i'm like because i mean um yeah october 2019 there it goes okay there it is so i was like i was like this had to have been made last year before everything kind of happened right because Mm -hmm. that would have been you know no one's making movies so that was interesting so all right cool
0: on to the next one. So uh, yes, speaking of speaking on Netflix, another thing recently added to Netflix was a um, competition survival show called Alone, which uh, very interestingly, only season six was added to Netflix. So I don't really know what the streaming rights for the show is, but it's a show produced by the History Channel. But anyway, my wife and I watched season six. And uh, the best way I can describe it, Chris, is are you familiar with the difference between Bear Grylls and Survivor Man? Have you watched these shows ever? Yes. So, yeah, as you know, Survivor Man is actually like a survivalist. When he goes out in his show, he's alone. He brings his own camera. He records himself, like surviving, building huts and everything. Whereas, you know, Bear Grylls, I still definitely respect all of his skills, but he's more flash. He's never really in danger. His camera crew is always there with him. And he's just kind of like jumping around, like uh, just being entertaining, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. So, think of Survivor Man. Les Stroud is the man who is the Survivor Man. So, imagine him, but there's 10 of them and they're all competing in a very similar area at the same time to outlast each other and that's what alone is. So it's where 10 contestants are all dropped into a very similar biome. They're usually a couple miles apart so they're never really going to run across each other and they're just there to purely outlast each other. They have to catch their own food, they have to build their own shelters. You know, they're allowed to bring limited supplies with them but they still have to they still have to construct a lot of what they need and they're there to compete and the person who is there the longest wins a half a million dollars but i think the really clever thing about the show is is they never tell them they never tell them how many people are left what position they're in they never know their rankings amongst the groups so they're just in the wilderness with their own cameras there's no camera crews they're filming themselves they i imagine they go through a little bit of a boot camp that kind of teaches them how to at least use these cameras and i'm sure there's solar panels that charges all these batteries because um from hearing these contestants talk about previous seasons that they they've watched and now that they're in the show, these people are usually out. In the wild, that win after like months. We're talking like you know 50, 60, 70, 90 days. So it's really awesome. Uh, It's funny because you're talking about how you need uh, how you need sunshine, Mm -hmm. and you're talking about how uh, these these are the things that humans need to live. And it's just crazy to see these people that are pushed to the edge. Uh, Like for example, there's a guy that kills a moose, and you would think, oh wow, he just killed like a you know like a 900 pound moose. This dude is going to be eating like a king, you know, for four or five months no one's going to be able to beat him but you learn a lot about the body because the moose is a very lean animal. So even though this dude can hit his his uh, protein levels every single day, he's not hitting his fat levels. So the fat in there is not helping him process these vitamins, and he's still, like, kind of starving. So it's really crazy to see these people push their bodies to the limits. And uh, if you're stuck quarantined in a pandemic, it's kind of nice just seeing people out in nature. It's kind of no. like the other week when I was talking about the secrets of a zoo. It's like, oh, you can kind of imagine going to the zoo and seeing the animals. This is kind of like, oh, you can kind of cathartically watch these people leave their homes and uh, see these people make like really dumb decisions uh, because they have a radio and a walkie talkie with them for whenever they feel like that they want to tap out so we started watching another season of this show because we just wrapped up the one season that's on netflix there's more seasons that's on hulu i don't know how these things got fractured but it's funny watching these people act super tough talk about all of these like pedigrees and all of this experiences they have with uh, with uh surviving in the wild and then like on day two they twist their ankle and they have to like they have to like tap out of the show because you just you can't survive on a twisted angle uh, out in the wild like that so i just think that's really funny i look for those moments but uh yeah if you like if you like like survivalists and you like seeing people's ingenuity of like trying to catch and snare and catch fish. So uh yeah, check out Alone season 6 okay. is on Netflix. There's 6 season, seasons of this? Well, I think there's a 7th season that's airing right now and then season 3 through 6 is on Hulu. So I guess you could technically watch season 6 on netflix and hulu and maybe season one and two are on prime i didn't look it up but i just thought it was interesting that these seasons had already been out there on hulu no one's really talking about them and then just one season happens to land on netflix and then it's like in the zeitgeist and i hear people talking about it online so those are two things on netflix that you can watch right now Chris.
1: okay well that's um that's a plus i mean i'm this alone stuff that'd give me anxiety if i'm gonna be completely (laughs) I, i couldn't i couldn't do it um, oh,
0: I have I have no illusions that I could possibly compete in this show at all. I, yeah. I'm an inside cat. We've talked about yep, this a yeah, lot. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um,
1: so that's this very. I'm feeling anxious about it already.
0: <laughs> well, but, well, I hope I hope you watch. Well,
1: it. maybe you can take some of those survival skills you've learned in alone and apply those to the game you finally oh, have wrapped yes. up.
0: Yes. I finally beat Last of Us Part Two. Uh, no, no spoilers here, but man, it's an intense game. Um, I, I had a friend who who was waiting for me to beat it so he could kind of talk to some other people about it because it's a very long game and you can make it even longer by exploring every single nook and cranny. So uh, he uh, he like mainlined the game. I think he he did an all nighter and beat it all in one run through, which is just insane to me. So he's been waiting around for a while for me to beat it. So he kind of asked me my opinions when I finished it and. I told him it felt like watching a very intense Like three and a half hour movie You know like a three and a half hour movie Is really really long That's a lot of effort to sit through But at the end of it you're just like Wow that was really really good I wish it was a little bit shorter, but I don't know what I would cut because I liked mm-hmm. all of the parts of it. So yeah, I'm kind of like thinking of all these kind of existential questions of kind of just like video game design in general, because I was like, you know, a really long book has the advantage of you get to see the progress as you're moving through the book. And just because you see that you're almost done with it isn't really necessarily a spoiler because you see that you're coming to the conclusion, but you're still having a great time. So I almost wish there was maybe some sort of mechanic that kind of alluded to that, like, oh, you're getting towards the end, because I guess a lot of people out there are making these Lord of the Rings Return of the King kind of jokes where it's like, you know, if at the end of that movie you think the credits are about to roll, but then it keeps going, and then you think they're about to roll again, but then it keeps going. This game is exactly like that, so... I was playing this like pretty far into the night last night and i was just like i mean like i want to finish it but i honestly don't know how much is is left of it so um it was pretty intense uh they do a lot of really good job kind of subverting some of the the game design that they've established in your head i won't give you any story spoilers but i just wanted to share like one of my favorite moments in the game that just has to do with kind of some of the game design and mechanics where uh chris i know you haven't played the first part but there's these uh these benches in the game that you approach that help you upgrade your weapons and um I'm familiar almost with the, the upgrade time. bench. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> almost all the time when you're using these benches, you upgrade your weapons. You're, you're totally safe. It's almost like you're within a game menu and nothing's going to touch you. I mean, there are some moments where there's em- enemies around the bench, but like you clear out the enemies. You kind of get a verbal cue from your character that everything's safe. and Then you can go ahead and upgrade your weapons. Well, there's this one moment where you're kind of rummaging through a condo and you enter a room. And it's like a it's like a one-bedroom apartment. And there's a door locked and you can't open it you know that's not a big deal that happens a lot in this game you keep exploring you go into neighboring rooms you find a key or you find like a crack in the wall where you can slip into that room so the door's locked not that big of a deal i ignored it but i start walking around and in the kitchen i see a workbench i'm like all right awesome a workbench these don't pop up that often so i hop up on the workbench i go through like the animation of the of the camera going over the character's shoulder uh ellie puts her equipment on the bench you know she starts taking her weapon apart you know she takes like the clips and springs off and everything and then you you open up the menu and you start going through okay uh, I have like so many like bits and bobs you know what can I upgrade and then as you're going through the menu all of a sudden somebody comes up behind you and tears you off the bench like they literally tear you out of the upgrade menu and it's like four people emerged from the locked door and now they're trying to kill you it's just such an amazing moment and it's is a thing that this game does really really well is just when you think you're safe they're going to totally subvert what you think is normal and now all of a sudden you're fighting for your life and you're just like wow yeah that's true this is what would happen kind of in the r- real world you're never really 100% safe and they just do things like this in the game to really keep you on your t- You know, nothing quite like that exactly happens again, but you second-guess, like, everything in this game. So, uh, I have to say that that was just just really fun. So, if that sounds, like, really crazy to you, I'm sure, Chris, if you're worried about the anxiety of the TV show alone, the anxiety for Last of Us Part 2 is extremely high because I mainlined this game yesterday. I I played it for hours and hours and hours to finally finish it and push through to the end, and uh, my eyes were just, uh, my eyes were tired by the end of it but i'm glad it's fine i finally finished it uh i really wanted to i love the narrative of this game so i really wanted to see how this uh how this kind of chapter closed so obviously just like everybody else out in the world i recommend last of us part two Uh, if you haven't played the first one go play the first one first because this is in every sense of the word a part two of part one so you gotta play part one first
1: so so you're saying you should always play part one before part two (laughs)
0: <laughs> With this game, hundred yeah. percent. All
1: right, Well, there we go. Yeah, I, 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 I know quite a bit about this game, um, so we might talk about it later, Mike. Uh, just sure that because you can't ruin me on a game that I already know everything about. So it's uh, <laughs> fine. But that's cool. That's cool. I mean, so that's a nice recommendation. So a high game. Games are games are big right now, uh, oh, yeah. and I'm gonna end my um, corn stream, uh, with, with, something like that with, uh, but I'm gonna start by talking about Pierce Brosnan yet again. <laughs> I finally watched uh the fourth and final of his James Bond movies. Uh, I believe it's, is it die another day? Is that, uh, someone's I don't Uh, James <laughs> it's Bond. It's
0: been so long. It's
1: because uh, this one and the one before it, like I said, it's the, um, He said the name of the movie in it again.
0: Uh, Uh, I can barely keep track of the titles of all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and there's only like five of those. There's like a a million James Bond movies. Yeah,
1: because you have to use the word golden. Gold is in in almost uh, every other James Bond movie, and die. is as Because the new one this year is No Time to Die. So I was like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe there's plenty of time to die in these other ones. Uh, But it is Die Another Day. And it was the one with Halle Berry in it. um, And this is... uh, this is a this is a this is a trip on this one man is is this
0: is this the one with the camouflaging invisible car yes
1: it is uh okay this is the one with the car (laughs) that everyone knows it's on ice uh and you know the um i
0: I believe it's the uh the is it the Koreans the North Koreans I think are the enemy in this one? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, either the North Koreans or it's the yeah. Russians or it's the Chinese well, this, this, or it or it's like a rogue spy who actually was Europe who was British the, but now they're bad.
1: Well, this this movie 18 years old, so I don't feel I'm going to spoil it for anybody. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the the main guy um, I, bl- I believe is a uh, Korean, he gets um he essentially does like a face off and turns into like this, you know, British white person and fools everybody because he looks different. And that's how he gets into all this stuff. But there is the one guy who has, like, diamonds stuck in his face as well, um, from, like, the exploding diamonds in the, first, the beginning of the movie. It's got kind of a weird intro, for sure. Because um, he's, like, trapped, or, like, he's kidnapped and kept a uh, prisoner and tortured forever. So this was a weird one. I don't really remember how it ended um, too much. I, just
0: re- I only ever remember the ice hotel and then the yep. invisible car.
1: <laughs> yep, the ice hotel and... Um, that was really about it. That's all you need to know is those two things. So mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've caught up on that, so maybe I can go back and watch some other ones. I, I've, just for everyone's reference, I've seen almost all of Sean Connery's. I've missed uh, almost all of Roger Moore's and Timothy Dalton's, so I might go back and watch one of those. If you have anyone's recommendations, let me know. These are just my, try to watch a movie uh, every other night at, at work, and I could, I could use a little help with some of these. <laughs> um, getting through them. The other thing I did uh, start watching, have you ever seen the cartoon show Boondocks?
0: oh yes of course
1: uh it's on hbo max um mm-hmm. fully unedited i will tell you there's graphic <laughs> visuals and graphic words like they Great. they do not hold back on anything in this um and you know i've never watched it um someone uh, had a friend over and he was he, he put it on he's like you ever watch this?" i am like, "I remember it being a comic strip at some mm-hmm. point um and then you know one of them it's uh charlie murphy is the voice of uh one uh like a Senator's son. who's was like gun crazy, like white guy. And then Samuel Jackson's his buddy. And he, I, <laughs> as soon as he, Samuel Jackson was talking about, um, uh, they were in a car and they were having essentially the same conversation he was having from Pulp Fiction, like the same <laughs> words. And like, he's like, Oh, I'd love a tasty beverage and stuff like that. I was like, Ah, uh, this is fun. But some of it was pretty funny. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. So I don't I don't know if I'm going to recommend this to everybody. Um, <laughs> but I've never seen it before, and I was just like... I, I'd always heard about it, but I didn't know exactly what I was getting it's, into these days. It's
0: great on, like, two different levels. I mean, obviously, the, the, the humor is great because the humor is very specific from the creator's uh, point of view, which I think is great. But also, you can see... I don't know if this is the creator or just maybe the, the animation team or lead that they partnered with, but there's a lot of anime influence because there's, like legit fight Mm -hmm. scenes where they manufacture these situations that these children get into where they can, like, use nunchucks and, like, fight adults, like, in a very serious, like, action-oriented way, which I think is really, really cool. Um, The the episode that always sticks in my head, I haven't seen all of them, but I saw a large chunk of them when they were airing on Adult Swim, was uh, the episode where uh, their grandfather opens up a restaurant called The Itis, where they make all of this very heavy soul food that just makes you want to sleep afterwards. So all of the table are um, over beds so mm-hmm. after you finish eating you can like go to sleep it's just really really great I remember because like there's a park in the episode that's like next to the restaurant and like, it's bringing in like a very bad element because these people, I think I'm trying to remember, do they like stumble out of the restaurant? No, I think people are like robbing people in the park so they can get enough money to go to the restaurant and eat the food. Cause it's so addictive. Uh, but yeah, it, it's crazy. The stories are all over the place. It's great. Uh, yeah. I would recommend the boondocks if you're just looking for something off the wall.
1: It, it's very off the wall and, and it's very heavy handed um, uh, political, but I, I didn't enjoy it. I think most of the characters are voiced um, um, by African American actors, even like the white ones. So I, I, I thought it was an inter- inter- interesting mm-hmm. uh, oh, all around. So.
0: Uncle Uncle Ruckus. He's a character that you'll never forget once you see him for the first time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I did
1: meet him. He's like, uh, 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 name's Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus. No relation. I'm like, to who? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I, I did, I did not enjoy some of that uh, this weekend. But the other thing I did almost all of Friday and. if you were lucky enough to catch me on my Twitch account, which is still up there. I think you can watch. It. I played the first three levels in the prologue of the Iron Man VR mic, and mm-hmm. um, there are a lot more suits to unlock in this game than I expected. I think there's like eight per level you can unlock oh, wow. that are met by that are met by completing certain objectives that require replays, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, this game, while I, I I think it's really fun when you're Iron Man, they do a lot of Hey, you're Tony Stark, and here's the story moments, and oh. I think those are great. I'd rather just watch those than play them, um, as them, because you can't do anything as Tony Stark. Because like, oh, I picked up this piece of paper off, or news magazine off the uh, the table about Tony Stark. And I'm like, that's fun, but it's not really that fun. So the, the <laughs> Iron Man, like Tony Stark Simulator, is not very fun, but the Iron Man stuff is really cool. And um, I just went to Stark Tower. Uh, I think Hong Kong, uh, or, or Beijing, uh, one of those big cities over there. And that was like a big box level and there's just enemies coming at you that are like, if you shoot them, they turn into black holes, which suck you towards them while also fighting off big, um, flying tanks off the ground. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do in here and there's like a lot of upgrades you can get. Um, and you, we talked about this. I think we, you did the, the wrist rockets. you remember that in the demo? Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: you, you actually have six options uh, to put there instead of just wrist rockets um, oh. so wrist rockets you, are one of them
0: do you have the uh, laser beams that kind of pop off after your one use they they're in there um, nice I think they,
1: they recharge it but you can also put different upgrades in different arms so you can have a laser on one and then the missiles on the other hey um, so you can actually do a, a bunch of that and it's been really fun to fly around and you know again using the th- I, I had someone over and they played the demo and they were using the turn buttons. To play, mm-hmm. but I think you know if you ever get a chance using the full 360 motion to play this game is fantastic, um, and you really feel like Iron Man. And uh, I've got this bright pink and purple suit color on right now. Last time I played, it's a little loud even for me, and I can't even see it. I'm in, I'm in first place. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been uh, it was a good time. And like I said, uh, that first three uh, first I think it was two hours. First three levels is on Twitch. If anyone wants to go watch it, um, I'm gonna try to play again once I get my sea legs back. Uh, or land legs, if you will um, from this weekend, but i'm'm I'm, I'm excited to play if anyone has any questions, just let me know it's it's been a good time. Oh, great man. All right, well, then I guess we're time to get into the news in. We've been putting this off for for long enough here, and we actually got yeah. some some news some 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 yeah. big topics this week. So. It
0: almost it almost feels like a normal week. <laughs> yeah,
1: almost we're getting there. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the thing we always talk about is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Woo!
0: Yay! <laughs> um,
1: apparently, he's answering comments on some sort of social media, uh, on Vero, I believe, is what it is. He still uses maybe Twitter now, if he's back on it. Um, and he's um, saying that, you know, someone's like, hey, what did, what did you mean about Unite the Seven? Is a Green Lantern coming? And his response is, winky face.
0: Uh, winky face. <laughs> but there were Green
1: Lanterns in the Zack Snyder. You you remember the the first Just the full Justice League, right? Where they were in that big battle with uh Steppenwolf and the in yeah the the the, the, past. Uh,
0: the flashback battle, yeah, yeah.
1: So there are there. I think there's two there. One one even like dies in the ring, goes and flies off uh, to find a new host. So maybe he means a modern. Green Lantern or maybe they're gonna use some more stuff on the the
0: previous uh Yeah, stuff. like it yeah, it just in my head it comes down to obviously he's doing his own cut and he's been giving money. We don't know really quite how much that is yet, but like is he going to be bringing like, somebody in and becoming the Green Lantern and filming it? Or is he saying like this is something that has been cut and either the studio or Joss Whedon decided that we don't have the time to put uh, the Green Lantern in this film? Mm-hmm. But I, I guess if this is possibly chopped up into sections that uh, air in chapters on HBO uh, – you possibly well, do have time for the Green Lantern.
1: That means they would have cast somebody as Green Lantern. I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of throwaway reference to like the world or the planet or the, the core in general, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my only concern is Unite the Seven. You remember that poster, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that was only with Jason Momoa. So is that not justice league is that you uni- unite the seven seas is like was it was like some other marketing thing they were going to do for aquaman that we oh i not... didn't
0: even yeah i didn't even think about the seven seas it's obviously been a while since i've seen the aquaman movie yeah um were there seven different tribes in there i i mean i don't remember i, I, I don't either and i'm head.
1: pretty sure the director of that just did his own thing because they didn't do the the weird underwater air bubble thing mm-hmm. you know like they did in justice league i think they They'd already given up on Zack Snyder by the time they got to, to Aquaman. Um, but, I mean, like, my only concern is everyone's like, well, you mean unite the seven Justice League members? And, really, it was only on the Jason Momoa photo. Like, they didn't make one for every character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think maybe this could be misconstrued a little bit. Like, to to beat, you know, whatever, what's his name, Steppenwolf or Darkseid, he would have to unite the seven Seas. Or seven, you know, underwater kingdoms And that would be point like yeah yeah
0: uh, i think i think the point uh that we're we're leaning towards is maybe there's other shelved posters that say different things like maybe batman says like embrace the dark and superman says like rise and rise to the skies or something like that yeah um yeah but yeah but i agree on its own it does seem very much like well seven justice league members where's martian manhunter and where's the green lantern Mm -hmm. yeah martian manhunter
1: could be one that would be the seventh because right now they only had six Mm-hmm. Um, You know, against Cyborg, Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman and the Flash. Who's the seventh? Is that Martian Manhunter not a Green Lantern uh, or what? But they did have the Green Lanterns in that flashback. So we can hope. Maybe it's Ryan Reynolds. We talked about hey, that.
0: Yeah, it could be that little goofy cameo. Yeah,
1: know. hey. Yeah. No, I'm going to go be in my own bad movie. I'll be back. But on that note, the sequel, not the sequel, the prequel to Justice League, Batman v Superman, has uh been upgraded if you will on um the <laughs> hbo max they have dropped the regular edition of dawn of justice and replaced it with the ultimate edition of the movie i mean there.
0: i suppose if you had to watch one version of that movie i guess make it the extended version because it clarifies some things yeah. but it doesn't make the movie overall better in my opinion Right. Um, yeah, we've talked but, about this. We have we
1: have reviews of both of them. If you ever want yeah. to go back and listen, the,
0: the only argument against it is if you watch the theatrical version, you're done with it sooner. So <laughs> there's the other side of the aisle.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and this is. I mean, this begs the point of like you know when you have um several movies, the three movies of the Zack Snyder's visiony Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Well, Justice League is now getting two versions. Batman v Superman had two versions. So which one do you want people to actually watch um, when they go to it? I say give them the choice. You get a Batman a Superman, you get the button, you want the theatrical or, you know, ultimate edition. Like, don't make them only have one.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the great flexibility of having a digital platform is you have an- engineers that can add checkboxes and triggers and swivels and switches. Like, just have somebody click a different button and get a, a different version of it. Um, yeah, it makes sense to me. Like, they could even they could even market it as like, oh, you can do the director's cut in this tab or the yeah. theatrical cut.
1: Exactly. You can. I mean, this is only a, a small sampling of movies that, that have that, you know. um, that, that option or like here's the unrated version Versus the regular versions right um, Because you know that
0: was big in what The mid 2000's you get the unrated Version that had a little extra footage or whatever Yeah i mean it it makes sense though uh hbo max obviously wants to double down on everything snyder right now because Mm. they've had such a huge uh marketing boon from the uh snyder cut so it's like yeah you might as well lean into the other stuff that he's done that's you know extra so yeah this move doesn't surprise me too much
1: yeah and the other thing is you know people who are like well what i mean um quote the unrated cuts or whatever uh, again, watch Boondocks on HBO Max. That is very unrated and uncut. Um, <laughs> you, so, like, they don't have a problem putting adult content on there um, regularly. So I, I think, you know, give them a button to have both. They already had the files up there, Mike. Literally, you know how websites work, right? they are just adding a new URL to a new button. <laughs> yes, it's favorite. on
0: a server. Just change the numbers that follow the file type. <laughs> yep, you got this. You got this,
1: HBO. But that, anyway, so if you want to watch the, the longer edition that Mike paid for uh, yeah. years ago... Uh, don't remind me <laughs> yeah i'm going to every time we talk about it actually um you, you can go do so and that brings me to the next thing uh dc universe uh, are you a subscriber no <laughs> okay that's what i thought there are some people who are subscribers and if you're not you can jump on the on that right now and add hbo max to your existing dc universe subscription for only 4.99 a month that's a
0: great add-on price right i mean disney yeah, well, plus
1: and hulu are jumping together on theirs earth and
0: Well, I mean, coincidentally, I think if you add five dollars to DC Universe, it makes it already the price of HBO Max. (laughs) What you're telling me, they're trying (laughs) to move
1: towards one price point, Mike, and maybe one service.
0: After all, after
1: they said, "No, we're not going to." Yeah, they are. Who would have (laughs) imagined? So a lot of people are saying that you know, if you want to add HBO Max to your DC Universe sub, you know, they they don't need competing services anymore now that HBO Max is out. So Uh. they could move that pretty
0: easily and not lose anything in the long run um actually this is actually an extremely good deal for people that are dc universe subscribers just because it's it's beneficial in their way and only their way because right now i'm an hbo max subscriber but i can't watch everything that's on dc universe Mm -hmm. but if i was a dc universe subscriber and then upgraded i would be getting everything on dc universe and everything on hbo max
1: you would literally have as hannah montana says the best of both worlds mike (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i think this is again this is i think they said this deal is good through the remainder of the year so i'm looking you know dc fandom which we'll talk about here in a second is going to be the announcement that all dc universe content will be merged into hbo max and current members will have like a, a small like a you know, your your subscription will be transferred over for the remainder of your period.
0: Yeah, none none of this seems reactionary to me. I know a couple weeks ago we talked about how HBO was kind of dropping and tweaking the names of some of this stuff. I think this was all kind of the plan. They were just like, we're on this is the day we're going to drop HBO Max, and then you know thirty days down the line we'll announce that we're swapping some names. So, you know, thirty more days we'll go ahead and try to uh, start to absorb DC Universe. It's probably just this roadmap that you know probably a year in they'll finally have it to where they want it to be, which you know you could argue whether it's a good strategy or a bad strategy um, you know do you rip it all off like a band-aid at the very beginning um, mm. but you know it, it, it. I haven't seen any numbers for HBO Max out there listed just yet but I, I imagine that they're good because I mean this isn't necessarily a new service it's almost just like they're bolstering a service that was already really good to begin with so yeah. um, and th- I just need it on Roku that's all I need right now I just need yep. it on Roku that's it- another thing I forgot to say I watched uh, just real quick it was an hbo max original uh love life it was the one that starred anna kendrick because obviously she has to uh kick off yeah. every streaming service and it was actually really good it was fun uh it seems to be like a isolated uh pod of a season because uh, i believe you told me on the show that they've already greenlit a second season of this show right yes
1: um yeah they they did it in june they're fa- they fast-tracked it because people yes. were were really so
0: for uh it. I believe that the second season I think it's going to this is going to be more of an anthology where every season focuses on a different persons love life uh but i i thought it was pretty good so uh i mean hbo max they don't have very many originals but the one that i've watched so far i have enjoyed so uh nothing thumbs up for hbo max over here i've never really been down Mm -hmm. uh soured on hbo max i just want it on roku that's the only complaint i have
1: yeah i i've I've really enjoyed it i I use it again to watch some of these a lot of these movies um or, or shows every once in a while i'm trying to absorb more content right now to really just detract from everything going on in the world you know um mm-hmm. that's all we can do um oh also shout out to superfan jim for his um meme he made of us uh <laughs> oh yeah yeah I love that. everything's going wrong in the world but you know there's still superheroes like to listen to and focus on so we're glad you guys are here um but yeah i think i think with with dc universe hbo max i, I mean once they add it there i'm gonna watch as much as i can on there um and having one option is going to be great. So hopefully they they announced that a DC Fandome, which is later this summer. And DC Fandome, uh, is rumored to feature two secret movie announcements. Mike, that is yes. working I, on.
0: I love this. I love movie announcements. I it's great when it's not just like a leak and we hear about it ahead of time. I would love to get some. Legit uh, news dropped, like kind of within like uh, not a crowd because it's all virtual, but at the same time where everybody can react to it at the same time. So I'm curious what they are. I love this. I you know even though we we tend to lean towards Marvel when it comes to quality and excitement of these Mm -hmm. movies, I like where DC is going now because we have uh, there's just a lot more question marks because they've developed a lot less characters and a lot less storylines so there's so much more uh road out in front of them that they can, you know, that they can really take advantage of. So, I'm really looking forward to everything that's going to be coming out.
1: Right. So, before I jump into two um that are highly speculated here, Mike, who would you mm-hmm. want to see? What 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 would you want to see here because I mean, to me, again, I I think I would much rather have a Green Lantern movie announced than the series, to uh-huh. be honest. Or um, where they can tie all these Green Lantern cores together, as like you know, hey, here's our main character, but also here's these other space, uh, you know, force out there. Uh, the other colors of the lanterns really to be honest. Mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm, I would love that to be one of those secret movie announcements that we just don't know about yet.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the movie I would like to see the most just because they've already proved it animated wise is uh, like a Young Justice or a Teen Titans type of deal okay. where they kind of get to tell the story of younger people trying to be heroes. Uh, this seems to be something that Marvel might be telling soon. They've kind of dipped into it a little bit with Spider-Man but it seems like they might be doing like a Young Avengers Avenger especially with uh miss marvel coming out soon but i'd love to see dc do it but unfortunately uh, i still want dc to earn these things so i feel like we need these older heroes to be established already to be working in the world for at least like five years at least cinematically mm-hmm. before you start to bring in like kid flash and robin and stuff like that to where they feel like they want to grow up and 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 be like these big uh, badasses and go to um the justice league what's it called the watchtower is that what the Space stations called. If yeah, I, remember I think right,
1: something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'd love to see Over, stuff like Overwatch that. Overwatch maybe or. Yeah, I I mean a character I would like to see. I don't think he needs his own standalone movie, but the the Red Tornado that guy is really uh, uh, is a is a big character in the in the Young Justice storylines, and it'd just be weird to see how they would uh, make his character live action. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to see some of the younger characters brought up because I just love the animated show so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you and you still haven't watched Titans though? Just double check uh
0: no not yet because you, uh, i need to i need to i need to be on you, hbo you know, okay yeah <laughs> so
1: uh, yeah green lantern uh you know a, a younger team setup um what if um do you think um green Lan or not green Lan- green arrow would ever get his own movie now that his show is wrapped up
0: I mean, I think that sounds like a, a knockout of the park. I mean, you already have such an established fan base, and on top of that, he's now more of a known character. You know, he's definitely not at the levels of Superman and Batman if you just walked up to people on the street, but I mean, he they've already laid the groundwork. He could really run in there. The only thing that they would have to do is he couldn't be like Oliver Queen in the TV series, because Oliver Queen in the TV series is basically Batman. So you would kind of have to pivot and maybe go in a different direction with the his character you know maybe don't change his background too much you know he obviously has uh ingrained things to his character but yeah i want to see like a a bearded green arrow like just like he was ripped Mm. out of the comic book
1: yeah and and something where you know he does have a um i mean again i've seen a lot of of arrows, but like i want to see his arsenal of arrows right like the Hawkeye style kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. like he, he's doing that, and then and, and who he's kind of going up against. Because we, I know we have, like I said, the show, and it's got to be different. It's, it's got to live in a, live in a larger universe. But that, I think that'd be mm-hmm. pretty interesting. So yeah, that's that, that's my I, speculation. But but now I've got two more that are like highly rumored. Um, mm-hmm. Again, these are highly rumored, not not any picked up by trades. But the first one is that they're actually going to follow through with their Zatana movie that they they've been threatening with us for years. Uh yeah i
0: mean that's uh that's pretty funny because that would be the maybe the other character that i would want to see developed outside of all these other big characters, which is another magic user, which is Dr. Fate. I believe these two mm-hmm. characters usually uh, run into each other. And, you know, if you're kind of looking at, you know, Marvel's approach of kind of building out the magical side of things uh, tangentially when you're building these other things, I mean, Zatanna makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you're a subscriber to the podcast, you might and you might not always see the uh, the, the images that we make for each episode, but uh, my wife cosplayed as Zatanna yep. back in 2013 when uh, we went Went to Comic Con, so I went ahead and I, I used her picture for our future image this week. So if you want to see a pretty well, sweet cameo of of my <laughs> wife, uh, all all photoshopped up in a really cool like theater environment with her awesome costume, go uh, go check that out.
1: Yeah, because I, I that's my about the extent of the knowledge I have with this character is uh, your wife <laughs> cosplayer. Uh, but it, I can't believe it was seven years ago at this point, though. It
0: feels like oh it was... god, it seems like a million years ago because <laughs> when I was making the image, I was just like, okay, well this is gonna be a live action Zatanna movie. Maybe I'll I'll go above and beyond instead of just doing like a comic book drawing of her you know i'll, I'll look up a cosplayer so I, I looked up the cosplay and i was like wait a minute my wife cosplays as her mm-hmm. i don't have to worry about the instead sort of any sort of murky photo rights for it because uh we we own the photo uh so uh yeah <laughs> no, that was fun
1: that's that a good time i remember i remember talking to you while you were there i, I we hadn't again we hadn't started the show yet and but i remember talking and getting like updates from that that that, that convention. So
0: oh, that's simpler pretty, times, Chris. Simpler
1: times. <laughs> also this, uh, this character is supposed to be separate from JJ Abrams, dark universe, uh, HBO max show. So they're not going to oh, cross God. them over.
0: So. <laughs> I've already forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I think, I think that show, I mean, again, there's a lot of HBO max is poised to get a lot of really good content in the next few years. So they're just to have a lot of the launch, like we've talked about before. Um, but you know, um, the, the character is essential to the dark universe because she's essentially what a magician, uh, mm-hmm. a power set. So um I, I think she'll be in there. I just don't think I mean if she gets her own movie, I'll be it'll be wild to see that. And who will the villain be like think like, will it be Dr. Fate. Um, and what that looks like. So I'm excited to see if that's that's true, and if they have any casting announcements for us, maybe
0: at FanDome. Oh, that'd be great,
1: and, and get us something other than just Wonder Woman, Shazam, Batman, and Aquaman <sighs> movies it, on the it, horizon.
0: <laughs> is it awkward every for you every time when you have to say FanDome? Like it, you really have to you really have to do some mental gymnastics gymnastics to convince yourself to say Dome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. I I, I think I've, I've I'm in the zone though in the, in the show in, in real life. If you ask me, I'm like DC's fandom. Damn it, mm. fandom. now I'm in I'm in the zone here, so I got it. Um but I think what you're gonna love is this next highly rumored movie, Mike, which is mm-hmm. Batman Beyond, the live action movie.
0: Yes, uh, we uh, we I we speculated about this last week when we talked about uh, Keaton being added into uh, this uh, movie universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it makes a it makes a lot of sense, you know. You bring him in for this Flash movie, you set him up, you establish him, you have him go through whatever story arc you need him to go through in Flash's movie, and then you boot him back to his Tim Burton universe, and then you have him hook up with Terry McGinnis.
1: Yeah, it's either that or if you know again we 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 haven't talked about this a lot, but DC has the um. What is it called when they do the other um, other versions, other realities, alternate realities of characters? Oh. This could be one of those movies, much like the Joker, which exists in this alternate reality. Because again, Batman Beyond, again, I've I've never really watched it. Um, I, I missed a lot of that growing up. But you know, seeing that panel last year, the aesthetics, the sound, Batman Beyond is very much the future. Um, and you know, you want it to feel futuristic, right, with Terry McGinnis in mm-hmm. the world they're in. So. Yo, know, maybe this is one where they they do cast a different old Batman and they do cast Terry McGinnis, but it's like very separate, kind of like the Joker as well. Um, yeah, exactly. To, to, to hit that vibe, because if you you gotta hit that vibe for Batman. How, what like what years that set in? Like twenty fifty or something like
0: that. Uh, I mean whatever makes Bruce Wayne elderly. <laughs> well, that could be anything at this point,
1: but yeah. So that'll be um interesting to see if these two movies are the two secret announcements. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a a rumor uh, for sure, but I think also along with the rumor that they think Tim Burton might possibly come back, which would be interesting because it was originally his world that he created. Um, But also this would be the first time, I think, officially that Bruce Timm's work... Was ever turned into something uh, feature related? I think uh, Bruce, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Timm, who is the creator of Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond and some of these other things, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not ever popped up in the um, credits for other live action stuff because he's been so influential to the DC uh, universe of characters. But this would be really cool. Like in the credits, you would see based on characters from Bruce Timm. I think that would be so rad. Did he? Is he technically the creator of Harley Quinn? Um, I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay, because I know they credit in the Batman, <clears throat> the animated series. So that's why. Mm-hmm. I was unless
0: maybe unless maybe there's like the the writer who wrote that episode is maybe credited with the creator. But either way, <laughs> yeah. uh, this would be kind of the 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 first kind of fo- foyer really into Bruce Timms yeah. kind of world. And also
1: like a direct translation of you know DC animated to live action.
0: Yeah, and like. what. And what a really creative uh, visual development cycle that this film would take, because you have the you have the Tim Burton world that has to be futurized. I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Tim Burton's aesthetic has really never gone futuristic, has it? No. I can't really think of anything. So that would be really crazy and really trippy. Even if he's not in the, even if he's not partnered with the film at all, it still has to riff off the stuff uh, back when Keaton was Batman. So right. yeah, trying to imagine like Bruce Tim's future mashed what? with uh <laughs> mashed with that tim burton pass that would be really crazy
1: yeah it will, and that's if they go that route again so far and that's our next topic is the batman michael keaton is only in the flash not this one but i mean they could do that or like set a, a different world and just like so just totally just do their own thing so we've, we've got some rumors here and, and fandoms I, I forget the exact dates so i want to pull it up here um and typing that in just doesn't pop up anything right away um I think it's what, August,
0: I think maybe yeah, or something like that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's August last time I checked. Like eight twenty
1: August. Eight twenty two, yep. So I was I thought it was July late July, but it is late August. So um so August uh, we'll will be kinda hearing more about this. It's, you know a post Comic Con at home, um one year, like one month after that. So it sounds like we're gonna be getting like little Comic Cons every month for like the next six months, Mike. So <laughs> that's cool. But we're back to the Flash. We're gonna talk about the Flash a little bit. Michael Keaton's suit as Batman in this flash movie will be inspired by the kingdom come outfit from the 90s um, series Written by Mark Wade. Are you familiar with that one at all? Did you did you look it up beforehand? Uh, I mean,
0: I am looking I'm looking it up right now just uh just to make sure I, I know what yeah. I'm talking about here. But uh, yeah, we kind of got a more of an armored Batman here, but it's a very stylized armor. This isn't yeah. this isn't kind of like the armor we saw in Batman versus Superman. Uh ju- at least in the comic book, this is a very angular, almost like an art deco style, which kind of fits with kind of Batman's Gotham aesthetic anyway. Um and you see a lot of uh, you see a lot of comparisons to uh Kevin Collins. Conroy yeah. in the in the last uh, DC uh, TV crossover.
1: Yeah, so they they kind of said that the Kevin Conroys was going to be the quote unquote Kingdom Come style, the metal mechanized suit ones. Because if you see here, mm-hmm. this is a very very old, uh, you know, you can see in the artwork the old Bruce Wayne here with his suit kind of supporting his frame, if you will. Yeah, it's uh, kind
0: of two different versions of the suit. You kind of got the skeleton underneath that keeps the old bones moving, and then you have the armor on top of it from the old bones breaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then his other one is very. It almost looks—I mean, to be completely honest—a lot like the animated series Batman suit, with like the big bat symbol and like how he kind of tapers down, like a yeah. large chest. That, but I mean, you can't have that necessarily on a, on a live-action
0: person. This is all art, but like, yeah. I mean, I mean, practically, it all makes a lot of sense. I mean, Bruce Wayne is a human. That's yeah, that's the most vulnerable part of his character—that he's flesh and blood, and he's squishy, and he can be killed. So as he ages, it makes sense that his suit would need to adapt to his age.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and this one is very much like—it's like a world that didn't really advance technologically either. Kind of like again, we talk about Tim Burton because if you notice, he looks like he's got like a, a an old Batmobile thruster kind of on his belt, like his, his utility belt is very 60s style like uh-huh. 60s 70s you know art style so like it's not like they've really advanced in technology to the new suits we see batman wear but like it's still very very recognizable there um and the artwork of course done by alex ross who like paints these characters to life oh, essentially. Al-
0: alex ross he's he's a he's a goddamn genius <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: he the way he he makes this stuff work is just fantastic so i'm, I'm excited to see you know If this is true and if they they do bring it to to the forefront there so we'll knock on wood and see what we get whenever flash hopefully makes it out Uh are you still watching quibi
0: mike oh man Chris last week I officially deleted Quibi from my phone oh. which the nice thing about subscribing to services through Apple through your phone is when you delete the app it go it, it has a pop up that says would you like to unsubscribe and you can kind of manage all of your stuff from one screen so I have to say it was very very easy to cancel my Quibi subscription through my phone so I don't know if that's good or bad for them but yeah I'm officially off Quibi.
1: Off off Quibi, off your 90 your day free trial if you will mm-hmm. um, Matt Reeves the director of the upcoming the batman is to produce what's called a the series called clickbait for the service
0: oh god what an awful title yeah well <laughs>
1: writing this sentence out made me kind of like have a little stroke as well uh, it's like to produce clickbait series for quibi i'm like well that's kind of all the series aren't it um and the show will apparently be a look at the fake news its impact on the 2016 u.s presidential election whatever i don't care about the topic but i thought it was very interesting that these bigger directors are being given um some uh,
0: yeah, I mean, is it is this supposed to be like a documentary? What what are we looking at here? Is this yeah. like a, is this a normal doc that's just cut up into ten minutes? the the biggest The biggest key to take out of this is the word produce, uh, where uh, basically what's happening, I feel like, is Quibi is like we need more content, we need people to subscribe to Quibi, reach out to everyone in Hollywood that's doing anything, we need to spend all of this venture capital money as fast as possible before we lose it all, and they're probably just like, oh, Matt Reeves, he's making a Batman movie, let's just have a meeting. with With him and see what he wants to do. He's and he was probably like, oh, it'd be cool if there was like a show that looked at you know all the fake news uh, from 2016. Okay, that's great. You're greenlit. You're good to go. And he's probably not really gonna do anything on it. He's just gonna hire other people and then he'll probably just uh, chat with these people like maybe once a week to see what they're doing. And somebody else is just gonna take the helm of it. Uh, Yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm uh, I'm all thumbs up for HBO Max right now. I'm pretty much all thumbs down for Quibi (laughs) right now because I never watched it. I never watched it. There could be good stuff on it i'll I'll give them that i'm sure that they've made at least some good quality content but i just never wanted to watch it on my phone
1: well yeah that's the thing like you know you're talking about you don't get roku for your hbo max i don't get to watch any quibi stuff on anything but my phone so i'm like i and you let me watch it in regular portrait mode or landscape mode on my my apple tv or or anything i'll i'll watch it you can you can talk to it I'm just
0: surprised that we're hearing news about new stuff for Quibi. I mean, I'm curious how how much room they have in front of them, how much money they have to spend. If they'll, is, is there a possibility that they could possibly get more funders? I think they're, I think they're all just crossing their fingers and just hoping that they can make it into 2021 when people go back out into the world and they're waiting in lines again mm-hmm. so they can get their quick bites.
1: Well, well, I think also you you need. Um I guess maybe some of the shows are not working again. This is a, not, a, it's a, it's a series that is being scripted by Adam Soren, who is uh, the writer. His writing this is on the Batman anyway, but it will hmm. follow a group of Macedonian teenagers who made a fortune creating fake news during the election. So yeah. I don't know if it's a document, like a. it's a documentary, sounds, but it's like a story. Yeah it, sounds like
0: like a doc, yeah. it sounds like a docu-series to me.
1: Yeah. Cause it's got, um, the Dunkirk and black mirror star, uh, you see bandersnatch the, the 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 main guy in that will be the mm-hmm. the main guy so um I, I don't know if it's yeah it's like a docuseries and um but you know is this enough to get people in are they trying to what can you like what can you do in a limited amount of time um for this and, and what will that look like for for quibi um because i mean do you want to watch 10 minute docuseries series? Episodes. Oh,
0: Quibi. I mean, there's already 10 minute docu series out there. It's called YouTube. They're all yeah. over the place, <laughs>
1: and I can watch that anywhere. Yeah, uh, so true. I just thought it was interesting. The uh, Matt Reeves is, is, is moving on to to try something there. The streaming service, unfortunately named Peacock, uh, is going to be licensing Paramount movies and TV shows to add to their to their offerings as well. Mike, so you're not just doing NBC. One of the
0: last, one of the last studios, one of the last big studios out there left not already purchased by some bigger organization
1: yeah i, I didn't know uh, i didn't know they made tv shows at paramount i just you know mm-hmm. I'd, I'd always just assume movies you know with with that because i would see it was, yeah, but like they're going to show have shows like ray donovan undercover boss everybody hates chris are going to be on there so spanning a broad variety of shows um then also movies such as the godfather trilogy uh, will be on there american beauty and, and some others they didn't give us a whole list but um, they're definitely going to be pulling out some stops here, because you know, you've got to have your Godfather streaming service, Mike. If you're gonna watch the Godfather, where are you gonna watch that.
0: I mean, I don't even is Peacock even available to the public yet? Can like a normal person just sign up for Peacock and get these things? Um, I don't even I don't even know it's, because it's like this month. Um, okay because there's so many like I still want to watch the last season of the good place I haven't seen it that I have, I'm gonna have to watch it through peacock there yeah uh, well, i are gonna be getting I'm gonna be getting a McGruber series on Peacock sooner or later yeah. so I'm gonna need peacock to watch that it,
1: it is, so it, the Xfinity customers got it two months ago mm-hmm. and um July 15th will be the official launch and they you're, they're gonna give you shows like the office and what 30 rock I think is on there maybe. Um, yeah,
0: when I, right now, a lot, like a lot of those things are on other streaming services, so it'll probably be like a Disney Plus situation. Where as soon as those licenses expire, it'll roll over to Peacock.
1: Mm-hmm. Downtown, oh, just pulling Parks and Rec, Reservoir Dogs, Downton Abbey, um, you know, stuff like that. And, and that's the the other part is you know, I was like when I was looking this up, I was like, ah, I forgot. There's three pricing tiers for Peacock. Do you remember what <laughs> they are?
0: <laughs> Uh, was There's like a um, a, a, com- a commercial tier, there's like a limited commercial tier, and then there's a no commercial tier, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the first one, it's also not just based on commercials. The first one is free, and you only get some of the content
0: with commercials. Oh, so confusing. Yeah. The
1: middle one is commercial set. Um, it, it, you pay for it. It's, it's commercial based, and you get all the content, and the last one is no commercial based. Uh, I'm trying to look it up here. I just, like I said, I pull up their site. I didn't pull up before. Uh, the premium which is uh no limits, stream at all, more to watch, and that's the one the premium, Peacock Premium, which has commercials, you can get it for thirty
0: dollars for a year. It's really oh, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah, um, that's uh that's definitely a, a limited time introductory pricing.
1: <laughs> it's valid until seven fourteen, that's the pre order pricing. The other one is the premium ad free is eighty dollars for the first year, which is a savings of twenty dollars. Um, and that's valid through seven fourteen as well. So if you're looking to get a year's worth, sign up go ahead and jump in, jump on that price, because that's a pretty good price, because otherwise it's like what, $50 a year total? I think yeah. it's like, yeah. something like that, 6 6 or 7 a month, so...
0: They, they better be putting it on freaking Roku, that's all I have to say. Uh,
1: where, well, what can I watch on? No, that's not what can I watch. Where can I watch? It's not telling me anywhere about here. It's only got four questions that, that, that are asked, Mike, and that <laughs> is not one of them, apparently. They
0: don't want me to know yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They keep you in suspense. Uh, Frosty the Snowman... He was a very uh, jolly soul man. Um, uh, this is
0: this is uh, this uh, transition uh, is uh, breaking my neck. The whiplash of the it, Segway, Chris. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where to put this at all. But Jason Momoa was cast as a lead role in Frosty the Snowman live action movie. Oh, strange. Is this like The Rock when he did that Tooth Fairy movie? Is Jason Momoa just trying to make something family-friendly right now?
1: Probably. He's the voice of it. He won't be the actor because, I mean, if you had Jason Momoa he's gonna, in the Frosty Wait, scene,
0: he's going to be the voice of the snowman? Yeah, yeah. He's not playing, Oh, my God. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's not
1: even actually in the movie other than his voice. Unless we get some really cool set photos of him actually like wearing the snowman head so they uh, can like mocap
0: him. Have um, you ever seen? Have you ever seen Jack Frost? Where yes, isn't that Mike, Michael? Is Keaton. that Michael Keaton? Michael That's Keaton. That's the voice. Yeah. Of, yeah, oh my god! I watched that for the first time this past holiday. Uh, I had never seen it before, and my wife had seen it, and she's like, "You haven't seen Jack Frost?" So so we watched it, and. Man, that's a crazy snowman. Cause like sometimes it's practical, and then sometimes it's like really bad CG. But just the fact that Michael Keaton was the voice of the snowman, I just find really funny.
1: Um, well, what's really interesting, and he was like the main character who gets turned into that as well. Yeah, and he was a
0: rock and roll man. He was a classic rock man.
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I, I found this out was um Frosty the snow or Jack Frost was originally going to be played by um uh oh, Batman and Robin. Batman Um, George Clooney Um, because they modeled the snowman to look like George Clooney and then
0: oh oh yeah that yeah I could kind of see that
1: so um, I was reading this the other day for some reason I don't know if, I don't know what hole I fell down so it was going to be George Clooney as the main guy and then he ended up not doing it so Michael Keaton came in and took over so they replaced one Batman with another right. Batman
0: I know nothing about this movie but I'm going to go ahead and pitch what I think it's going to be because this is all about snow and uh, Jason Momoa you know he has the uh, he has uh, he, he comes from a culturally very warm no snowy place uh, so i'm going to imagine that a kid who lives on an island gets like shipped off into the middle of like nowhere united states where it like snows and then like he he hates it i mean, he hates the snow it's cold i want to go to the beach and surf but, but then like the snowman comes to life and it's jason momoa and everybody has fun that's my guess
1: so this is like jack frost or if not jack Frost, i'm looking at frosty the snowman goes to the beach Kind of <laughs> yes.
0: Well, maybe there's a beach involved in the third act, but you oh. know, the majority of the movie takes place in the Midwest in my head.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea how this is. I, don't, I mean, is this just regular Frosty the Snowman just redone for the modern times? I mean, like, you know, they've got cell phones now. Kids can. Is it still a magical top hat? I, I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. here, but.
0: I, oh, Jay, Jason Momoa is is like half Hawaiian, half Irish. I had I had the I had to look this up because I was I was getting him confused with like The Rock, who is technically The Rock is Samoan. Uh, Jason Momoa is is Hawaiian. So yeah, imagine a teenager from Hawaii gets like shipped off to like Pennsylvania, and then there's snow and there's fun and there's great memories and people learn lessons. They just want
1: to they guessing. just want to surf, man. But there's just snow everywhere. Yeah, How am I going to surf in the snow?
0: This, I, isn't this Johnny Tsunami? Isn't wasn't this a disney channel original movie yeah i think it
1: went the other way in johnny tsunami they went from snow to beach didn't they um i don't know uh,
0: it's probably on disney plus
1: yeah it's it's probably but anyway there's, there's your there's your jason Momoa news for the day uh
0: have you ever played the fallout video game series I mean I know that it has a very very rabid fan base and uh, I believe the last time I heard about Fallout was the discord around the last game coming out which yeah, was uh, I, I guess plagued with uh, with um in purchases in game purchases and people well, did not like it.
1: Fallout 76 they just announced it one day and it's like you're like your it's not regular it's not in regular like the Fallout three and four games are it's like a standalone online only kind of service and it was really weird people did not like it like it was not it was outside the norm and and they're still trying to push it on people and and people are not happy but Uh anyway so this is like you know the 1950s everyone's like looking forward to nuclear power you go into a bunker nuclear fallout happens you emerge years later and you're in this like nuclear wasteland of a world of a world right Uh and it's an rpg um, there's like
0: bottle caps and I think yep. nuka cola. <laughs> like it's
1: very much like you know you got your your leave it to beaver aesthetic that was just frozen in time and then like nuked. So like you still come across that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a TV series in the works based on this show uh, for Amazon.
0: Oh, hell!
1: And uh, it will be from Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who hmm. you know first season of Westworld feels kind of like it could work into this somehow.
0: Yeah, that makes me wonder how involved uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Jory are going to be. Is this kind of an indication that maybe Westworld is starting to maybe wind down a little bit? Maybe they kind of see the end in sight for that series, so they're looking at their next thing? Or, uh, you know, they could just be becoming, like, one of the next, like, uh, Berlantis, where they just got, like, a Mm -hmm. million different shows all over the place. Uh, So maybe this will be one of those things where, like, uh, uh, Jonathan or Lisa, you know, write and direct maybe the first episode, and then and everybody else comes in on all yeah. the other stuff, but I mean, this will be a this will be a big boon for Amazon. I mean, they're already working on the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, um, I actually saw the other. I, I don't remember where I was looking at it. I don't know if this was like a blog or I came across it, but the the Lord of the Rings show is like hiring yeah. concept artists right now. Uh, so that that's already off on the work. So yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I already have Amazon Prime for two day shipping. So I mean, I, if they're gonna throw in a Fallout show, I mean, might as well. I've never played it before, so I don't really have any opinions yeah. either way.
1: I really, really enjoyed Fallout Three. I did not dig on Fallout Four, but it also had like a building, like your base and like component. I didn't like that at all. Like that's not for me. And the the the, the difficulty scaled really fast, and I just didn't. I bought it and I didn't dig it, uh, but three I really enjoyed. And there's also an ex- uh, expansion of three called New Vegas. Um, so the first two are set in like Baltimore and Washington D.C. or three and four are set in Baltimore and D.C. Uh, New Vegas was I think out you know, in in Vegas territory. So you met different characters across the country. Uh, but it's definitely going to be have a very unique aesthetic, um, and I'm very excited to kind of see what they do with it. So hopefully it'll be good. And, you know they can make it exist alongside the. Sounds
0: expensive. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it probably will be. I mean, I'm I'm exactly like what eight episode seasons, and you know, I, th- I think they have a lot of a lot of people um build those little arm things called pit boys, which are like where you handle mm. your your stats. Um, so we'll see how they they play this that. What characters they'll use. I, I I would knowing Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are involved, there's gonna be some sort of like multi, um like you're going to be here's the world before
0: we blew there'll it up la- and here's the world after there'll be there'll be layers yeah there's you kinda- know what? if you if you want to adapt if there's a streaming service out there that wants to adapt a slightly cheaper video game to produce I think somebody should make a Five Nights at Freddy's TV series. Oh, they I are. think that would be really cool. Oh, they are. Yep. I, I mean, yep. I, I mean, once I said it, it made sense. Like, I'm sure this already exists, but that's got to be a little bit more affordable.
1: Let me see here. I just read about something today. Apparently, there's like a, maybe it's a movie that they're working towards. Chris, uh,
0: I, I think it, and then it just manifests in yeah. the world. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I, maybe I have a gift or a skill, but that could be really fun because I've actually watched a lot of YouTube videos out there where people kind of explore the lore of the world because, like, I think the game creator kind of. Made it made it up as he went along, so I don't maybe know how organic the story actually is, but it's like really creepy, and I think the right creator could bring it to life. Like, I don't I don't really know who it could be, but somebody's got to bring a little bit of whimsy into it because it it's not well, realistic at all.
1: Well, can you guess which company is making it? If you can um, take one guess, like like which streaming service? No, no, not streaming service. Production House.
0: Mm. Well, it's not Disney. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, just let me know. What it is It's Blumhouse. It at me, Blum. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
1: Warner Brothers, I think, was working on it. Um, um, and then Chris Chris Columbus. So I think he worked on the first two Harry Potter movies. Is going to direct and write the film, uh, with producing it with with, um, Jason Blum and Blumhouse. So, um, I I only saw this because there's a um, what Chuck E. Cheese filed for bankruptcy this month, and mm. everyone's like we should turn those into Five Nights at Freddy's locations.
0: like like a five nights at freddy's escape room yeah like all the
1: (laughs) all the the current locations and assets so um
0: i feel like i mean i feel like it needs to be a horror comedy like actually make it legit scary but have a lead like whoever they hire to be the new security guard because that's how the games are always set up just make it somebody like really like really funny that will be terrified but also like good at jokes
1: yeah it's got yeah it can't take itself seriously because those games don't at all um I've not I've not played them in full, but I'm, I'm, I've always thought about doing it. But like I don't know if I'm gonna like this or not. I'm gonna just
0: watch a uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, video video game uh, YouTubers out there is Markiplier. Markiplier does amazing, great, thorough uh, gameplay of uh, Five Nights in Freddy's, uh, and it's very satisfying.
1: Okay, well I'll, I'm gonna put that down as something to do later whenever I'm not wanting to watch movies. So I'm still still feeling it, still feeling it today you ever watch Beavis and Butthead growing up, Mike? was that outlawed oh, in your I w- house?
0: I watched Beavis and Butthead a little bit, yeah. Okay. So I
1: remember, what was it, 2016 or something? Or like, what, maybe not, maybe 10 years ago, they did a reboot. So they're doing another reboot at Comedy Central. <laughs> uh, they got two seasons already booked with uh, Mike Judge, and uh, there's spinoffs and specials included for this show already planned out, man. Yeah, right. on I, I,
0: on. I, would al- I would almost uh, pool this in with some other news where uh, the um – the The series Clone High is actually coming yes. back as well, which is from um the uh, 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 not Tim Miller, uh, the 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 guys that make all the movies. The guys that make all the movies. <laughs> the, the guys who made Spider Verse. I can't. Why oh, can't I Chris Lord and Phil love. Miller. Yeah, that was their like original kind of like animated uh uh cult classic that wasn't around very very long, but that's also coming back from mtv as well and i can you know i'll, I'll i'm happy both of these things are coming back because i i love uh, adult animation uh but i think this is the the coronavirus in full effect yeah, yeah. Uh, you you green light anything that's animated that can well, possibly make you some money
1: well right and you have like beavis and butthead was like what mid-90s like music videos were the thing and they were like you know talking about like mm-hmm. what, the burnout generation kind of back then so how do beavis and Head fit in now with Millennials and the, the Gen Zers And stuff like that It's going to be interesting I don't know if I care enough For them to do it Because I, I always remember Playing their video game They were trying to get GWAR tickets In their old video <laughs> game And I'm like They're never going to Reference the band GWAR. And yeah,
0: I feel, like, I feel like a lot of times when people talk about Beavis and Butthead, they're always like, oh, what are they going to talk about now? They used to talk about music videos, but what are they going to do now? And I'm just like, one of my favorite Beavis and Butthead things is the movie Beavis and Butthead Do America, and they barely do any of that in yeah. the movie at all. Like these characters don't need to be sitting on a couch couch uh, uh, making references to stuff. The reason Mike Judge did that to begin with because it's a very cheap way to make animation, and you can just get the rights to uh, music videos, which people are already well, watching on M T V anyway. Yeah, it was on like, M T
1: V so they already had it.
0: Yeah, the last thing I want to hear is like a pitch where it's just like, oh, it's Beavis and Butthead, but now they're making fun of stuff on their phones when they're watching like TikTok videos. Like, no, I don't I just the characters are funny enough for them just to have their yeah. own adventures. They did a whole movie where it worked. So I would yeah. that's what I would like well, to Well but
1: about. and also the tropes of the nineties are not the tropes of the twenty 20- 10 or 2020 2020s so like Mm -hmm. 30 years later what does that look like um and how do they adapt And i I do want to see that and and i hope it's not the same and just a a tweaked version
0: yeah but also it's it's mtv so where do we watch where do we watch that i mean that's a viacom property so is that just when cbs all access gets boosted in the next couple months this is is comedy central not mtv Oh, is that well? Comedy Central is also Viacom, isn't it?
1: Uh, it might be, but I mean, they usually do yeah, their own app. I mean, yeah, fine.
0: comedy. But, comedy Central on TV. But so, it, yeah.
1: it went away from MTV to Comedy Central, which was the other you know big point here. Like you know, Comedy Central wants to do adult animation um, and have like a block of it because you know I I, I imagine South Park is going to wrap up sooner than later, um, so they've got to start looking to fill those voids with with stuff. So um, I think this is one of those picks they did for it yeah there you uh, go but uh, you're right keep, keep a look out <laughs> the, the the lockdown means animation is high in demand right now uh-huh. you can make high in demand stuff all the time uh which includes mike's favorite series teenage Mutant ninja turtles uh, we're bringing yes. this back we're bringing this segment back mike mike loves the turtles and the cg reboot again is in the works from seth Rogen <laughs> and point gray pictures
0: oh man i just like it for a little background i just grew up with the turtles i mean the animated series i had so many toys i mean th- this was this was clutch for me this is this is the this is what i prefer when i was a child i played video games and then as i grew up and and got older uh eventually they came out with a uh a live action movie that, that was great i mean i just i was just I was surrounded by turtles when i was a kid so i just had i have like strong nostalgia yeah. for them and I was I feel like I was the crazy person the only person that was really digging the Michael Bay films when they were out and is the only time in my life I ever begged China to give it more <laughs> money so I could get a third one because those movies are fun like I think people were just so harsh on them just because Michael Bay was attached to it and they gave them like nostrils Look, I, uh which kind of freaked people out <laughs> I,
1: I I don't associate Michael Bay with those films at all and I still don't like yeah. it. I, he was, I don't care he was, for the first one
0: he was just a producer people just always assume He was doing his lens flares and camera rotations, and that was a totally different director. Um, I enjoyed 2
1: because 2 did not take it. The Turtles don't take themselves seriously. There's different Mm -hmm. dimensions. They travel through space. There's a big crane brain and a robot, right? The second one, I think, had more fun, and that's what Turtles need to do.
0: Yes. Um, if only they could have done more. But before those Bay-esque films, there actually was a CG yes. animated Turtles movie that uh, I guess it di- d- either didn't, didn't get the box office return it wanted, or I don't know what it, happened did, there. Was but it, Was it tied into a TV show at the time? Uh, I don't think it was tied directly into a TV show. I, I honestly I, there's so many Turtle properties in TV shows because it gets rebooted yeah. all the time time I couldn't tell you if the CG movie came before the CG TV show but apparently people hold the last CG TV show in very high regards like you know so I, I think a lot of people kind of think of it in quality when they think of the quality of like the CG Clone Wars like people really like the lore that they developed there they moved away from that and now they're on this very kinetic 2D animated uh, Ninja Turtles which mm. is very awesome I think it's really really great I don't think they're going to go in that direction at all just because no. it just works so well, well with a uh, 2D animation but uh um, me and my wife has been have been on a huge Seth Rogen kick and I'm very happy to see him and also his his writing partner is also attached to this uh to this CG movie as well. So I mean this is basically coming from the creators that brought you preacher, mm-hmm. that brought you a sausage party, that brought you all of these other crazy stuff. So I mean I got to well, imagine that Seth. And the, and the Seth boys, Ro- I mean, yeah, uh, they, yeah, the boys exactly.
1: They, they uh, so so Seth Rogan isn't just stoner comedies like he used to be, right? Like he and his team are producing content of all varieties for all for all yeah. genres.
0: And, I mean the, the 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 biggest question that I feel like is floating around in my brain is when I see Seth Rogan, I automatically go to mature. And what is this possibly going to be the first thing he's ever made that's kind of Family, not really family friendly, but family safe. You know, maybe PG, teetering on PG thirteen. Well, really he curious. did the Green Hornet, um, which, was uh, the, but that was that, that was PG rated. I mean, again, they are just the Green Hornet was PG, really or thirteen. It was in that family. Uh, okay. It was in that PG-13. family. Rate. <laughs> but
1: like, the the thing is, like again, they are not. They they're only producing this movie, Mike. So. They are not writing it. There is another writer, and I forgot to put his name in here, but Jeff, because he didn't have any background I knew, but Jeff Rowe, who worked on the, the cartoon show Gravity Falls, which I know a lot of people are very, uh-huh. um, they really like and enjoy, uh, will direct this movie. But there are also, you mentioned the 2D Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon and Netflix are making a movie for that as well. That that will still exist alongside this. Uh-huh. So uh, you're, you're getting a Turtles, not a cinematic universe, but a lot of Turtles content. Um coming out right now because apparently they're easy to do. But I remember I remember watching the 2007 animated <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in theaters because it was in college. It was on the levee again. Um, I was in the back like back right of the theater and I don't know why I remember that. But, um, but I remember there
0: you were soaking it up. Uh, I, this gives me hope that maybe we'll at least see some allusions or Easter eggs to the original classic um, uh, comic books. You know, yeah. I don't know how they'll do it. Maybe there'll be some like really funny scene where somebody eats like a tainted pizza and they start to have visions and oh. everybody turns black and white and gritty. That might be kind of fun.
1: Oh, I mean, I really, really hope they, they actually do the, the different multiverses, like you know, the different characters that they popped across there. Because there was like a whole season that old anime show where they went to a different like dimension and just flew around in the car
0: that's a possibility the turtles have always been very rooted in sci-fi and technology depending on who they're fighting or who they're going up against with that week it's always robots because in a cartoon show you can't fight living things you have to fight robots uh so yeah Yeah. this is this is great like i said i love the turtles and all of their iterations i'll take it where i can get it
1: and i'm gonna pull up justwatch.com and figure out where tnt streaming because i didn't know this at the time but chris evans voiced casey jones in, that, in you, that movie are you
0: looking up the cg animated one? yeah the CDs? 2007
1: one the, no the 2007 movie oh the
0: movie gotcha yep. yeah i mean all of the tv <laughs> shows are usually pretty locked down to nickelodeon what well,
1: well, could you guess where it is oh where's it at Chris? hbo max hey so there we go <laughs> uh, another another thumbs up for mike for there Speaking of streaming services, Mike, Disney Plus is giving us a bunch of new content this summer, and they're calling it the Summer Movie Night. So every Friday, these, these are a different week I'm going to go through, and they're going to start adding a lot of superhero movies that we didn't know where they were going to live for a while, um, uh-huh. and uh, some other ones that we didn't know what was going on, some other not just superhero movies, things that we've talked about. Um, I actually only did not include one movie because I just I didn't know what it was, but um, so all these are their full list, Mike. So they're really hammering superhero movies over the next like three months here through September. Um, but the first and foremost, this weekend was not one. They actually did Hamilton on Friday, uh, yeah. and which overshadowed the Mighty Ducks
0: being added to Disney Plus as well. <laughs> who, would, who would have thought? Yeah, Hamilton was like trending all day on a Friday. Like all week, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I had a great time. Like we, we we were both lucky and fortunate enough to be able to see it in person, and uh, this was really great being able to kind of watch the original Broadway cast uh, perform it because I got to see the L.A. Uh, the L.A. Um, cast, and you got to see, I believe, just the the traveling. Oh, I cast, saw Chicago.
1: Right? I saw Chicago, which was a a feature, and then also uh, the traveling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it, it's great to kind of see the the OG cast. Also, because there, there's a great meme that I saw floating around. Of you remember? Um, um uh, the There's a meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Leonardo DiCaprio is yeah. like leaning back in his chair, pointing at the screen. And the meme was just like when you realize uh, where all these famous people came from, it was from Hamilton. Yep. That's kind of what happens. You're like, oh, yeah, I saw that one guy in that one thing. I saw that one guy in that one thing. So that was kind of fun. Um, it was great because I was so I've listened to the I've listened to the soundtrack so many times on Spotify that like I put the I put Hamilton streaming on TV. But I was able to like walk around the house and do stuff because I could still hear it. <laughs> I didn't necessarily need to see it to know uh, what was happening, but mm. uh, yeah, if you have Disney Plus, you gotta go watch Hamilton, Hamilton because yeah. all of this, because all of this other stuff on the list, uh, the cynical side of me is just saying, oh, they're just doing some programming around uh, contracts ending on well, these movies that, streaming that, other places. That's
1: exactly what these other ones are. Um, <laughs> everything else on this list except Hamilton, which was supposed to be in theaters next year. Mm -hmm. Um, push back to Disney plus because of everything being closed. And I imagine Hamilton will also go to theaters next year and people will pay out the ass to watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. They're still going to do that. But I mean, they, they have the, the, a rare situation where the live action, um, the theatrical production with the original cast is actually able to be watched. And I think I want to see this happen more. Uh, We talked a little bit about what the book of Mormon being one of those. Oh well, yeah, I
0: think I think this is clutch for HBO Max <laughs> to pick up that. It just depends because we've taught we talked we chatted about this uh I mean, not privately, it's not like it was a secret, but yeah. I think we were playing a Warzone one night and we were just like, Yeah, this is kind of like a it's a strategy because it's like once you put it out there in the world to watch, you you're playing this game of are you increasing the demand of people in the future buying more expensive tickets to see a production of it on mm-hmm. stage? Or is it the other side of the coin where people have seen it? already now they don't need to go see it in a theater so yeah. it's like it, it's this game of just like have we got enough return on our investment from the in-theater cast yet to where possibly we can start distributing yeah. this well, wider so
1: but also i don't want to see a movie version of hamilton do you know what i mean oh, like what do you do with hair no. like they, they take plays and make movie versions i'm like no i want to see the play version because well you know that's, st- that's very interesting
0: i think the story of Hamilton. I don't think it's super cinematic though. E- well, e- e- either way, you know.
1: Well, I've seen I've seen the play uh, was it Les Misérables before, right? But I've not watched mm. the movie. I would much rather watch the movie of that one. That was that the title of that that play is how I felt during it, um, <laughs> miserable. But you know, it, it's one of those things like I just I want to see the play versions of these. I just don't want to see. I they can make movie versions later, but I want to see the play version as well. If that makes sense. So yeah. Alright, let's get through this list here um, Next week, this Friday, this coming Friday We get X-Men Days of Future Past And Solo, A Star Wars Story, finally on Disney Plus mm-hmm. um, We've talked about where do the current X-Men generation movies live, right? Well, now we know They're just going to put them on here When their contracts get up in America So, um And I really want to revisit Solo So, this is a good opportunity for me to do so Week after that, we get X-Men Apocalypse, Mike I know you're just chomping at the bit <laughs> watch Boo! That no! No! <laughs> And if you want to watch the sequel to that, Dark Phoenix is on HBO Max. Um, really? You uh, you might be enjoying this one Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Men Tell No Tells finally gets <laughs> released on Disney yeah, Plus.
0: Yeah, we were mainlining those movies, and we were disappointed that that one wasn't on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah. But when it, but it's listed there too, so we had always planned like okay, it's listed, we can finally watch it. But when you actually go to the page, it says coming soon. Yeah. You're like oh, son of a bitch.
1: They got you. They got they got that SEO value, Mike. They mm-hmm. they suckered you. After that, Incredibles 2 will make its debut on there as well. Uh, I think we, we have a review episode of that one. Uh, the original X-Men will be after that, along with the Peanuts movie, which I've never seen. Did you ever watch yeah, that?
0: I, I kind of wanted to watch it because it has a u- unique animation yeah, style. It, it looks it looks very, very cool to watch. So, X-Men. After
1: that, Ant-Man and the Wasp will finally make its way to Disney+, making it, I believe, the last film needed for Maybe. the entire MCU. I think Spider-Man's yeah. Far From Home is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Greatest Showman, if you want to watch Hugh Jackman uh, do a, I believe that it's not a mu—it's a musical, but it wasn't a play. Yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast, the live-action one, which I didn't know was was not on there. Um, I thought that was going to be like uh, the big the 2017 version, which you've uh-huh. not seen yet, correct?
0: No, that's the only one that I have seen. Uh, okay, okay, great.
1: <laughs> All right, so then there we go. We don't have to worry about Fantastic Four, the 2005 one will finally make its way to Disney+, uh-huh. Plus, which, as we talked about last week, is also on HBO Max. So this might be a movie that has split um, distribution for a time being, uh-huh. uh, which also would make, it mean, which would make it understandable why they have the special edition running instead of the full edition. And then lastly, in September, I think, 4th, The Wolverine will hit
0: Disney+. Oh, plus. The Wolverine. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. It, obviously, I, I believe that I can stream it elsewhere right now. Uh, but maybe I'll use this as an opportunity to go back and rewatch it. I, I like
1: it better than Logan. I know it's a, it's a controversial opinion. Um, well, but I,
0: they're to, they're two just totally different movies. Logan yeah. is uh, more of like a deep uh, exploration of like of the characters and their endings and all of those yeah. themes wrapped up the the Wolverine is just kind of more of like this is a Wolverine comic. Yeah, <laughs> this know? is
1: this is this is this is pure Hugh Jackman Wolverine like going on right now. Hey, we're sorry we made Origins. How about this one?
0: yeah i think he said that's the that's kind of the penultimate uh uh form of his wolverine body right yeah. isn't he said like it wasn't until this movie where i ha- finally had the body i wanted for the character yeah
1: it's it's so good to go back and watch too i love the fights he has like the samurai um the the bad guy in the in the uh house like once he gets his powers back in that one it's so good
0: the bullet train yeah
1: bullet train sequence is fun it's fun And uh, also on disney's uh Comic-Con at home, they've announced their Disney Plus panel, which is kind of disappointing right now, but I think they're going to save their big guns for closer to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they did offer up an an anthology series called Marvel's 616, which is going to kind of um, be a documentary about how these characters in the comic books were created um, to, to be the way they are and why people enjoyed them. Oh,
0: Chris! They, you don't even need you don't even need to watch that. You can just ha- head on over to either Comic UI or Pickled <laughs> Comics. Back in the early days of the podcast, we collaborated and made like yep. uh, like some some cool the infographics. Of Marvel Comics, that, yeah, yeah. That, that talked about because I'm sure they're going to try to tie this into all of the Marvel movies, which is what we did uh, in that little series. But yeah, this is cool. I mean, this is stuff that's kind of that fans have already been making for years and years now. Because this is kind of some of my favorite YouTube content out there is people that kind of do these explainer's of the comic book lore and mm-hmm. history and stuff like that. So, if they're maybe going to do more of a produced version of that on Disney Plus, I'm okay well, with it because they've been doing a lot of really awesome produced behind the scenes stuff already with like a, you know, the prop culture and like the behind the scenes of The Mandalorian yeah. there's a Frozen 2 one well, that, that just came out.
1: What's great is they actually have the access to these creators and the original content and you know a lot of fan videos don't have that. They just have mm-hmm. what was finally released. So, I think that's great that they can do this and Give us the full story, um, at least from their eyes, at least. So um, That'll be one of them. I, I imagine we're going to see some more stuff about the MCU stuff, including WandaVision, Mike. Um,
0: Ooh, we need a teaser trailer for these.
1: Yeah, so what I'm hearing right now is that a stunt, um, oh, stunt person who worked on episode 109 um, has listed on their official like work order, um, mm. or their, whatever, their, whatever their repertoire is. Well, that's interesting because we were under the impression that there will only be six episodes. And when they say 109, that means one season, nine episodes. Uh So do you think... There's there's something here. I think there's two options, Mike. They've increased the number of episodes, which I don't believe was true, or they've split the episodes into smaller chunks, going from six to nine with the same story.
0: Yeah, maybe. An addition sounds like something that, like, oh, we've decided that there's more we want to tell. Let's write more scripts. It sounds yeah, like you said they could have filmed more, and now like oh we have enough to actually make nine episodes. I think that'll tell the story uh, better. I mean, obviously they haven't put any of these out yet, so they haven't set any rules in stone, so they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. The only other thing that I could imagine possibly happening, just because since this is, um, since this is probably just all paperwork, you know, this is all just like legal jargon that's maybe written down on a stunt person's pay stub possibly this could be maybe stuff that's going to be used in the second season because i I am assuming that they're just going to be doing a a lot of work already just you know they they've been doing this on films for a while now where you just kind of film the first and second movie back to back we've already been told these series are going to be a lot like movies i'm not saying that that's probably what it is but it is a possibility that this just could be a clerical thing that's just written differently and uh but you know take it with well, a grain of salt but i hope it's the, nine episodes that sounds like a that's better than six because we need well, three more weeks
1: the only reason i say that it would be nine episodes they, they cut it from six to nine um is because right now what can you they have not filmed on this for months right uh-huh. so what what are they doing maybe they're looking at the story or they're editing adding cgi and maybe they're like well maybe we can actually break this out a little longer if we take 10 minutes off each one we've gained three more episodes or something like that and it, they've repaced the flow of the show because they've had time to watch it, watch it, watch it, rework it every time. Um, this The only reason I, I say it's not season two is because technically, and again, we, this could be changed WandaVision and the, um, what's the other one? Um, Captain America, the, the Falcon Winter Soldier are labeled as miniseries. The only one that's not labeled as a miniseries is Loki, which we've talked about getting the second season already in production through the, mm-hmm. the looky who So if they do a second season, it'll be interesting. I, again, I don't know how she's going to fare in Doctor Strange, but if that's been pushed back and they, they've split this in, maybe they're trying to, to break it up a little bit more is my, I mean, my thoughts on this.
0: there's always a chance it could go the other way around. Maybe they did film nine episodes and it felt like it's a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, has a little bit too much mm-hmm. fat in it and maybe they trimmed it down to six. Yeah. possibility as well.
1: It's, yeah, or they're just like, well, we can cut however we want. Disney doesn't care. As long as we're giving them new content, they'll, mm. they'll, People will watch it. Black Widow is supposedly getting a new trailer this week, uh, or very soon. Um someone said this month because the british board of film classification has classified a two minute 38 second trailer for this movie um
0: (laughs) this is so this is so funny because obviously they've already uh they've already cut the trailers that they wanted us to see you know theoretically uh marvel and feige don't want us to have any more information they wanted us to have what we had and then go into the movie so are we going to be getting extra stuff that normally we wouldn't see we were we were shy one trailer
1: Oh, were we? Um, Yeah, we were shy one trailer before, because everything stopped in March, and that was supposed to come out in May, that you get one more movie trailer. um, Oh, I see. This is kind
0: of like the final, like, maybe go buy your tickets trailer. Yeah,
1: like, hey, you know, don't, I think that we're going to see, I think because of the normal marketing schedule for this has been so um, messed up because of everything, I think that this is going, this is going to be one to remind us that this movie exists, and then one (laughs) more before tickets go on sale. Yeah.
0: It'll we'll be like, hey guys, remember movies?
1: And But also it's interesting because this is a 2 minute, 38 second trailer, which is what classified as a full trailer, so it's not going to be like a teaser, like a hey, here's the Black Widow, 30 seconds come see us this fall Um, So that's um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we can have something to talk about later this month with Black Widow Hey, that'll be nice. Marvel Comics I just threw this in here, I thought this was interesting has acquired the Alien and Predator franchises to make new uh, stories out of starting next year um, which would mean they'd probably do some comic book crossovers with these. Is there any character you'd want to see fight the Predator uh, or Alien?
0: I I just want them to hire a comic book writer that can make better sense of the world of Alien and Predator than uh, what we've been getting in the uh, movies. Uh-huh. Uh, that's for sure. Well, I haven't
1: watched the new Predator movie, but I mean those are, those seem pretty good. I want to see uh, was um, uh Predator versus Deadpool.
0: Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd
1: be pretty entertaining to see yeah, Predator keep be, trying to kill him and he's, yeah, he like can't Yeah, like the
0: first time the Predator thinks he has a kill, and then he comes back to life, he's like, hey, what the hell? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then Aliens um, versus maybe like a... Um, is so not Guardians swamp. of the Galaxy. That 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 could be Guardians of the Galaxy, like a horror thing. I was going to say, um, if they came to Earth, what's that? Man thing, like the swamp thing. for, uh, okay. for Marvel? But no, mm. yeah, I think Guardians is better. You got me there. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, I thought it was interesting. So, I mean, I, I see some crossover comics coming in the long run. Batman is currently with the Turtles in a couple of comic books. So, you know, we've got that stuff going on. Lastly, last bit of news here, Mike. we we're we running a little long today, but that's fine because we, we can use some news here. Walmart is to screen... Films like Jaws, Space Jam, and others in their parking lots, <laughs> store parking lots for people. I don't
0: know why. I don't know why I find that funny. It's, I, I, it's hilarious, just, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. I just, I suppose, every time I hear hear a Walmart, I just think of like gigantic corporate greed. But I guess if you got the parking lot space and you got a big giant wall, uh, you no might as well, right? No <laughs> one
1: in the world is worse than someone else in the walmart parking lot mike they're (laughs) loud they're they're obnoxious you're gonna have people rolling carts through while you're trying to watch this where's the audio coming from across your radio out of the screen how are they doing this
0: I need somebody to invent or at least attempt to make a screen that's larger than those inflatable ones because I've, I've seen some like pop-up drive-ins that people have been kind of uh, creating, but they always get the same inflatable screen that really isn't that big. So it's just like, mm. well, if you want to – if you're going to fill like a legit Walmart parking lot, you're going to – you're not going to be able to use one of those inflatable ones. Like you're going to need to like hire a company to bring out like a screen and stretch it. And if you're unaware – I mean I'm no movie theater technician, but like it's not just a white drop. That's like, those screen – like, movie theater projector screens have, like, little bits of, like, reflective material. Like, there's, like, silver in them. There's, like, actually yeah. things that crisp up the, the picture. So, I mean, Walmart's got the money. They should shell out for something yeah. like that. That would be kind of cool. I,
1: I want to know which wa- – one. I mean, I, I drive by, like, three Walmarts on my way to work, Mike. I wonder which Walmarts are going to do this and how uh-huh. – like how are well, they gonna like do you just drive in and just any time and watch or do yeah. you like have well, to get a ticket or
0: Yeah, the, well that's a big adjustment for me when I move out to the West Coast. The Walmarts out here aren't twenty four hours. All the Walmarts that I grew up with back in the Midwest were twenty four hour Walmarts. And like, you know, when it gets dark enough, even if it is eight or nine o'clock, there's still a lot of people in the parking lot. So I don't know, maybe this works really well for Walmarts that like close at like nine o'clock or like ten o'clock because the the parking lot's empty. I don't know
1: yeah i i have no idea um what this is going to look like but i'm very interested it looks like here 160 of its stores
0: um wow that's a pretty big rollout actually yeah
1: uh contact free drive-in movie theaters they can gather to watch movies programmed by the tribeca drive-in team um oh and um that's in july august it'll be 320 uh looks like 320 so they're gonna up the numbers a little bit
0: that's so. pretty substantial
1: yeah it looks like family so you know gather your family get in the car get the old station wagon drive down to the walmart and watch a movie <laughs> i'm weekend. not
0: used to saying uh walmart has is having good ideas but that's i think this is a pretty good idea
1: I, I do like the idea of drive-ins i was driving home last night from fourth of july and i passed the drive-in theater i used to live by uh, i was in georgetown which is where the tra- remember the trains that used to plague our podcast mike no matter where we lived mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they but they had the drive-in theaters there and they had two screens going last night, so I could see it as we drove by. I thought it was pretty fun. Nice. Lastly, Disney is canceling and speaking of movie theaters canceling its plans to release the Empire Strikes Back in 4K for theaters. They're not canceling the Empire Strikes back, they're just not doing the 4K version. There's just, just <laughs> a regular 2K version that
0: do you has. think the four do you think the 4K version already exists? It, it has mean... it has to. They <laughs> they
1: already have these done. Um Again, I've been getting, again, as a fan project, the restored 4K version of the originals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, not the one where you go buy the Blu-ray and just upscale it with all the effects. Like, this is, like, color-corrected in 4K scans of film. So, like, they have the newest ones in 4K already, right? Like, the Blu-ray rips, they probably have mm-hmm. those in high-res high with all the effects and stuff. But, like, I don't want to watch those in 4K. I want to watch the originals.
0: Yeah, I Ever? mean, this is just all very strategical because... Uh, they, they know they want to keep selling you the same movie until you're dead and then they're going to start selling it to your children and then your grandchildren so they need to hold back sometimes these different versions so like well they're going to sell you the 4K version and then whenever they get around to making 12K TVs they're going to sell you, sell you the 12K version yeah. and then I don't know exactly how the conversion works but eventually those original film prints won't be able to do better than what the TVs are displaying and mm. they'll just be like well what do we do now do we create some so we can smell them sell them the Samelavision version
1: well all those are i mean the original film's not based on pixels so as long as it's not um a digitally produced film um they can they can upscale them pretty easy because they just scan it in at those pixels but But
0: there is but there is an upper limit eventually right well that but i I think they'll run out of quality
1: but i think you're going to see the movies from the the 2000s to the 2010s where they just filmed everything on 1080 high-def versions right on digital cameras
0: will no longer be able to upscale like you're gonna you're gonna lose those quicker than the older ones you know there's also a good chance i there's probably already algorithms out there that do this algorithms that can just like polish things up and make them look even better and then you just send a professional through frame by frame to fix anything yeah. that got weird
1: yeah and, and and that that costs lots of money apparently and was very hard work because i've been watching this empire strikes back restoration and it's Wild, watching all the stuff they do
0: there. So. Yeah, this is this is my question to the listeners out there. What is the one movie, or maybe even TV series, but it's probably more than likely going to be be a movie? What movie have you paid for the most over and over and over again? Uh, I mean, uh, no judgment. I'm just curious. Uh, my brother was a big DVD collector for for a long time, so he would buy like the original DVD release, and then like a couple years later, they would come out with like a, a limited edition. So he mm. would buy the limited edition one, and then eventually. Blu rays came out, so you'd have to buy the Blu ray version. So, I'm just kind of curious like, what's the one movie that you've bought the most? Like, probably I'm thinking that I'm thinking maybe the version is probably like you've probably done VHS, then you've probably done DVD, DVD special edition, Blu ray, then probably like Blu ray unrated, and then you probably could have gone 4K after that. You could have bought the same movie six times already. And then if you bought it digitally, it could be seven.
1: (laughs) So, so here's here's the fun fact I actually bought the movie nine. Like four times on Blu-ray Because <laughs> I didn't know I, I couldn't remember I had it Every time I bought it um, <laughs> So amazing. I didn't spend a lot of money for it But I, at one point I had three copies Or four copies I'm like I can get rid of these um, <laughs> But I think for me To be completely honest Mike minus Star Wars um, If I could just out the gate Because I remember having the VHS I remember mm-hmm. having the DVDs yep. I remember having the um, The special VHS ones uh, mm-hmm. And then I got the Blu-ray sets And then I have the digital versions. Yep. Uh, So I think Star Wars for me. I mean, easily in that franchise. So... But now we're yes. in a world of digital, where a lot of new ones aren't going to ever have that yes. problem. So
0: can can you beat Chris? Mm-hmm. And buying the digital version doesn't count if you bought a physical version and then it came with a code. No, yeah, like no, I gonna be like separate. I want I I want to see the theoretical receipts for each purchase. So let me yeah. know if you can beat Chris's five.
1: Yeah, uh, that I know of. I mean, I could probably see, I, they probably had special edition DVDs at some point too. I think. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, I've, I've I've bought a lot of those over and over again. I mean, and, and let's, let's let's take this into consideration, Mike. How many times did I watch these? in theaters um, that's true because i remember watching the star wars special edition back in theaters and then when they re- redid the the phantom menace in, in 3d i went back and saw it again <laughs> oh, like no. um all the lights i mean just as a franchise star wars has a lot of my money but that, that's a whole other story um yeah if you guys think of something let us know that'd be, that'd be fun to, to, to think about so all right long episode mike it's over i gotta go get some dinner in me and then i'm gonna edit this up and throw it up on the internet for people to listen to Um, If people want to know what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you this week?
0: Well, they can find me at Mike Royer design on Instagram and Twitter. I have unmuted all of my last of us key terms on Twitter. So I can finally see any last of us stuff and any timelines that you want to share. So if you want to talk about last of us, uh, let me know. You can find me, like mm-hmm. I said, at Mike Royer design on Instagram and Twitter, Chris, if people want to catch up with you. See what they're up to. See if you survive the night through recovering from food poisoning. Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be good today, but you can find me on Twitter, Valdan VALDAN on Twitter or uh, Valdan 87 on Instagram. You also have to Comic UI or Pickle Comics if you want to see that uh, old history of Marvel. Was it Marvel Comics or Marvel Studios? Man, I, I think, think it's Marvel Studios. Marvel Stu-
0: it's been it's been so long ago. The, the, the put it in the context: we did three parts, and part three ends just before the Winter Soldier comes out. So it was yeah. a while ago. <laughs> yeah, and that was
1: and that, that was like our first big collaboration before we even did the podcast. So mm-hmm. everyone's like, "You guys worked on stuff before this?" said, like, yeah, we did. And that was a lot of research. That was fun. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so if people want to know more about what we got, uh, also someone else found out, um, I don't know if they're a listener, but they found out that we have swag for sale. Of course we do. You want to wear Superhero Slate? That's how you know you're a real fan. Uh, Where can they find the swag and all the other stuff at?
0: Oh, all you got to do is visit superhero slate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love listening to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And like Chris said, you can get merch at superhero slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Like I said, let me know if anybody can beat Chris's five to potentially six purchases of the same movie. Uh, I am open to movie theater viewings as, as, as. As uh, in your tally, yeah. Uh, if if you can argue it in but, in a positive way, but
1: here's the thing: if you went and saw that movie like eight times, I only counted once.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like a, that's we're, too we're easy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know. I'm sure a lot of people would uh, give a lot of money to Infinity War and Endgame if they saw that enough in in theaters. Um, But, yeah, we love hearing from you. If you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, uh, wash your hands, wear your face mask, and we will be here every week, folks. And we'll see you next week. Later. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.
1: Not the other way. So maybe if you're on an in debt list, they don't call you either. Um,
0: maybe that's a poss- that's a possibility. I suppose.